0: FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's hit music station, F104, Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by magician Steve Spade. Hello, how are you?
1: Hey, Louise, how are you? Happy Halloween weekend.
0: Happy Halloween. I know it was yesterday, but sure, we'll get away with it for another day, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> and lots of people have tried. I love that people have actually put the effort in this year too.
1: Yeah, it was great to see people on online doing some stuff and dressing up still and, and having yeah. fun. So no, it's, it's great. It's good. You have to keep the spirit of it alive, you know, it's, it's such a... It's such an amazing festival. I kind of like Halloween uh, more than Christmas. It's kind of my Christmas. Um, Usually my Christmas is too busy with with shows and things like that. So usually Halloween, um, I can kind of enjoy it a little bit more. But I mean, this is the first time I think ever that I I haven't performed a live show on on Halloween, which is very strange.
0: I'd say it is, yeah. And obviously Houdini, you know quite a bit about him. Sure, yeah. Tell me a little bit about him, because obviously he died on Halloween
1: he did he died in 1926 on halloween um, yeah he'd been sick for a week running up to that with appendicitis i think it was mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean he he still finished his his last kind of run of shows and even the night that he you know the night that he was rushed to the hospital be- before he died he still did a show at a very high temperature told not to do it and all that kind of stuff uh, a lot of people think um because of the movie with tony curtis and that he died on stage and things. But mm-hmm. I think he actually died in hospital, but he was rushed off stage and still finished, you know, his final performance.
0: It's mad, isn't it? But it just shows you the expert that was there, that he wanted to kind of go to the end, really.
1: Well, that did, I guess. You know, I mean, Tommy, Tommy Cooper is another um, performer that that died on stage. He had a heart sack and people thought that it was part of the act. And it was only his son that realized that when he, when he collapsed on stage, that that wasn't part of the act, and the curtain went down. And Tommy Tommy was, was gone. Wow. Um so you know, it, i think it is one of those things that performers, you know, you, you, you love what you do, so yeah. It's probably it's probably the way they probably wanted to go, maybe yeah. in, in one way, but it probably I'm is sure, who you
0: are, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a lot of performers that just kinda of switch it on and perform, but I think true performers and real artists of whatever craft you're in are people that are performers twenty four seven, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I, I think that's that's who they are, so I suppose in kind of a roundabout way that's probably how they probably wanted to go. But, I mean, with Houdini, Houdini would have been told, you know, not to go on stage, you're sick and whatever, and he would have just dismissed it and go, well, the show must go on, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. And I think, like you we were just saying here, like if you are a true artist and a performer like that, I think the show always goes on. There's, there's been times that I've done shows where I didn't want to do them or I couldn't do them or there was personal stuff that, you know, the, um, you know, that had a, had a kind of effect that week running up to the show yeah. or whatever. Um, but you still do the show. The show, the show has to go on. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. And you were given the title Ireland's Houdini. Is that a lot of pressure?
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It's funny. It, there's a kind of a love-hating with, with, with that, to be honest. Um, it happened early on in my career after I did an underwater escape, mm-hmm. and I suppose. It was kind of easy common denominator to call me Ireland Houdini when you do a stunt that's very Houdini esque. Yeah. Um, but I think over the last kind of couple of years, I've started kind of up in the ante a small bit and I'm really pushing my stunts um, a bit harder. And I think I'm trying to, I suppose, in a kind of a roundabout way, I'm trying to prove that I'm Ireland Houdini now instead of just being called Ireland Houdini.
0: Wow. How do you do that though? Like, how do you top, you know, your last stunt, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of a constant challenge. I'm I'm mm-hmm. lucky enough that I'm I'm part of I'm the only Irish member in the United Kingdom Escape Artists Association. Wow. Um, I was an honorary member at it last year, so um, they contacted me after I did the BBC and uh, the stunts in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. um, and they caught wind of it when they saw me on the Steve Nolan show, and they asked me would I be an I be a member. So I'm the only Irish member, so that's that's really cool and a great honour to be there. But it's great to be working and talking to like-minded performers about different ideas and different concepts and how to adapt different things. So I'm looking in one way that way that kind of ideas for stunts and crazy things to do are kind of readily at hand.
0: Yeah, which is nice. And I suppose you talk about, you know, chatting to other people in the business and that. You've started an online show, haven't you?
1: Yes. So my, uh, so a friend of mine, um, Dave Peace, a fellow magician uh, from Cork, we, we set up a thing called Deceive Reality. Um, so initially, th- that's like like one part of it is, is the podcast. Um, so so yeah, we set up a podcast, just kind of a, a thing out of COVID, really, just something to do during during lockdown. It was mm-hmm. something to kind of gather momentum. And to be honest, at the start, we thought no one would listen, and we thought we'd have no interviews. Uh, <laughs> but it's it slowly <laughs> starting to build up now. We've had we've had Sean Farquhar on, who was a, a two-time uh, world champion magician, and we had Jonathan Goodwin, who's an escape artist um, like myself from America's Got Talent, and uh, and different he- people like that. So we we've been lucky to get really big names in in, in the magic world and, um interested in it
0: and is there anyone you'd like to get
1: um on our wish list we've mm. got copperfield but we're quite close to somebody who could get him so Ooh, yeah we're okay. hoping copperfield but yeah, yeah we, we've actually we've actually lined up three or four just this week that were people that i didn't think we we get so you know it's it's, nice. it's really good that it I mean the community it, it's so vast i suppose you know there's a lot of magicians worldwide but i, I think there's there's a small kinda of inner circle of, of like real professionals and it's good to kinda of like get their attention and, and you know, get them um the fact that it's kind of the only Irish podcast is mm-hmm. magic podcast as well. and they kinda of want to be part of it and support it, which is really good. I mean the community is really good globally anyway.
0: And what is it about magic do you think that people are so interested in?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's just the it's the kind of the unknown and just the mystery side of things. I just think it I means there's so much now that you can just go online and and just Google it and just figure it out. And you can do that too with magic, but you you rarely get the real secrets. Um, What you find now is there's a lot of magicians learning from not magicians. So, you know, somebody puts up a trick they've just seen or something and they they expose it online. Mm -hmm. And then, so what you're having is there's a whole breed of magicians coming up who aren't really magicians. They're just learning from non-magicians so you're never going to learn the real foundations and it's going to be a little bit negative i think in in the long term but um i think that's always going to be something there you know the the old books are there the masters are there like houdini and 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 thousands of others and that have gone before us that obviously have done amazing things and all, all you're trying to do is kind of leave whatever your art is a little bit better than when you found it
0: yeah and kind of pull it along a little further and keep us all waiting
1: yeah I, yeah, I mean I, I like to challenge myself just as much yeah. as I like to be challenged and that's where they, the stunt in Northern Ireland came from I put up an open challenge on Instagram to to challenge me um, and, and somebody somebody, well a few people did but at the time this, this one one caught my, caught my attention and they, they called uh, they made a call out video and put it on, on my social media Asked me to come to Northern Ireland and kind of prove myself. So, hmm. yeah, it was a challenge I couldn't back down from at the time.
0: I can imagine. And do you enjoy doing that kind of thing where you're kind of thrown into something you've no idea what's going to happen?
1: I do, but, but um, Dave that does the podcast with me, he's one of my consultants as well on some of the stunts. And he's yeah. always just like, um, you know, kind of know when to say, no, no that's yeah. too dangerous. And I I never I, ne- I never back down from anything. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something I have to learn. just to, Because I, during that stunt, they wanted to change the, the kind of parameters of the stunt as the stunt went along. So initially mm-hmm. it was meant to be a wrecking ball. Then they changed it to a shipping container. Um, and I had to get out of a mobile. So I was chained to a chair inside a mobile home with a shipping container hanging above it with plastic explosives um, underneath. Primed that, I, that if I couldn't get out in time, it would either blow up from the bottom or a shipping container would drop from the top. Okay. So, so that's, and it was, you know, a live audience. There's no camera trickery. There's nothing like that. You know, it, it's a live audience. with 3,000 people pretty much in a semicircle. So there's nowhere to hide, really. No, um, that sounds and, intense. And it's all there. And as as it was a challenge, and it, I was trying to really, you know, push the fact that it was a challenge. Because once they challenged me initially, I was like, well, I'll accept any, you know, kind of curveball you want to throw at me. Yeah. So we found out a week running up to it um, that they didn't want me to use my own chains or padlocks that they wanted them to supply it on the morning okay. of the stunts and that they didn't want anyone from the crew to chain me up, that they wanted it to be, you know, people of their choosing or whatever, just in case there was something fishy going on. Mm-hmm. So so I never saw those chains or the locks. Um, a hardware store from Portrush turned up on the morning, and they chained me up. So that's a little bit nerve-wracking, and I think that kind of gets everyone... And the crew and everyone else a little bit kind of on edge, and myself. But you have less control
0: over it that way, really, don't you? You
1: you do. You've got control to a point, but yeah, yeah, exactly. You take it a little bit, uh, you know. And it is dangerous, you know. And and these things can there's 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 little things that can happen that can make it, you know, turn a small thing into a into a disaster very very quickly. So, Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think the fact that it's a challenge element of that, um, it's something that we spoke to with with Jonathan Goodwin on the on the, the the podcast, just saying that it's something that you know when when you're being challenged and then they, they want to put another challenge, well, you can't accept the first challenge and then say, I won't accept any of the other ones. You know, yeah. if you accept one, you've got to accept them all. So. You've
0: got to keep going with it. Exactly. So tell me, how can people keep up to date with what you're up to?
1: Yeah, so online, um, I've de- I developed a show called Escape. So mm-hmm. I think it's important now that everyone, you know, you know, businesses and people that are, that are working just to kind of ex- escape this kind of uh, situation that everyone's in. So there's an online, I, I designed a, a virtual online show um, called Escape, which is a mix of magic and mentalism and escapology and, and a little bit of kind of history of magic is kind of thrown in with two and I even teach some magic. So so it's great fun and it's great for the team building and all that kind of stuff. So people can check that out on my website or on my social media which is um, Steve Spade, stevespademagic.com
0: Amazing. Thanks so much Steve for coming on and chatting to us today.
1: No problem Louise. Thanks. Happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween. Have a good one.
1: All the best. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai.